Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chadal. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is Just John. He's a musician raised in Scarborough and currently based in Toronto. He's also the founding member of the art collective Blank Canvas. We talked about his upbringing that influenced him to be the person that he is today from being raised with discipline. Uh, we also talked about how self-care is investing in yourself. Just John was telling me why it's important why we need more black-led art organization, and what Toronto should be doing with all the attention that we're receiving. Just join the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go. Please introduce <laughs> yourself. I go by Just John. Booming up the speakers, down made a heater. I'm off the meter, I'm off the liquor. I keep finessing, they know I'm quicker. I keep on flexing, they know I'm bass. Booming up the speakers, down made a heater. I'm off the meter, I'm off the liquor. I keep finessing, they know I'm quicker. I keep on flexing, they know I'm. I'm the motherfucking sound boy. She girl call me daddy at winning all the round boy. All you niggas broke boys. Sit back here, desk, man, they have to take notes, boy. I ain't got a flex, boy. All you niggas pawn to the king of the chess board. Better say less more. I step into the test when I hit you with the match, boy. What's up? <laughs> no AKAs. I don't know how to be anyone else but myself, so that's why I call myself just John. It would kind of be contra- like it would have uh, like if you said you're just John, and but then you had a lot of AKAs, then it wouldn't be just John, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Like people who know me from way back when know me as Slim, because that's how I used to go by um, back when I was a dancer boy. So, dancer boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, break dancing, party dancing, all the time. You know, they knew me by Slim. You know. So Sometimes I still get called that on road, like Slim was popping. Like, Slim hey. was popping. <laughs> yeah. That fits you as well too, man. Yeah, I'm a skinny boy. <laughs> a magaman. <laughs> like, a magaman. Jamaicans would say. Yeah. Magaman, that's yeah. funny. Uh, was was dance the first way you express yourself? or? Um, yeah. I would say the first way I was expressing myself was um, drawing comic books, uh, illustrations, yeah, mm. and like selling them to my friends um, every like every day, so I could just get some dough for the Friday. Cause there was this fish and chips joint, you know, in my public school, and like everybody, every boy would go there, so they could like you know, um, kind of sit and eat with the girl they liked and stuff. And like you know, I I had a twin brother, and like my mom never had enough like dough to like get us to have enough like money to like actually buy those meals at the fish and chip joint. So I was trying to find ways to make money. And, you know, I would just draw these comic books and I'd be like, yo, rent this for like 50 cents a night, 25 cents a night. And like, I would get dough from that. 
<laughs> Hold on, you're renting comics? <laughs> yeah. That was, you would rent this. Yeah, I took like that whole like blockbuster kind of concept and yeah. I was like, ooh, this is like sick. Like, I love the idea of like renting a video game and like, you know, um, when you're done with it, like instead of just having it, you just give it back, right? So I, I kind of took that same kind of concept and did it with the comic books and all the kind of like stories I created and the characters I created, which I'm so excited. I'm going to hold those characters till I have enough money to make a franchise. <laughs> mm. I would like literally, um, you know, just rent it out to my homies and people in my class. And it was really cool. And I even had like a feedback section too. I was like able, I wanted to hear what people thought about it and like their critiques and stuff and how I could get better. So it was cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> and this was like when I was like, you know, 10, 11, like. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, where's like where did the inspire like where are the stories like what's it like who are these people like these com- like characters? My dad yeah. like had so such a huge comic book collection, you know, mm. and that's how I caught wind of like everybody from like you know the dragons to blank black pa- to Black Panther to you know all these characters, you know Justice League. Like there's an actual character named John, which is like super hype, and like. um you know, I would help my dad kind of um, laminate his comic books before he would, like, put them to to sale, um, whether I was at pop-ups or wherever it may be. And I was just kind of, like, being exposed to all these cool characters and, like, finding out their backstories just by, like, looking through. And sometimes, like, my dad would rush me because I would just take so long kind of, like, sifting through the pages, you know? But I was like, these characters are so cool. And they kind of inspired me to make my own character. Mm, so he, you wouldn't be allowed to like read the comic books i was yeah. i was allowed to yeah. Yeah. but like at the time like we were laminating the comic book so this was the task that i had to do you yeah. know what i mean so it was very like come on keep up with the pace let's keep it going but i, I wanted to stop and read them all you know mm. yeah so you're representing east end scarborough or what is that where you're from you that's said? yeah like yeah. that's where i'm born and raised you know raised. so like you know now I live closer. I live in I live in the downtown like mm-hmm. core area, but like, you know, you can never take the Scarborough out of me. <laughs> and Scarborough is like honestly like there's no better place to grow up in than than in Scarborough. Why is that? I would say because it's such a like um, boiling pot of so many other things. You know what I mean? There's like. There's the culture. The culture is very rich over there. You know what I mean? With the places that you can eat mm. and um, the the diverse kind of communities that you're exposed to. You know, you're not just exposed to one thing. You're kind of thrown in with like, you know, all sorts of different cultures and ways of life and ways of style and um, ways of living and interacting. And, you know, some of your best friends are just on a whole scale. It's not just like, you know, my friends were black. It was like my friends were, were Asian. My friends were um, indigenous. My friends were all sorts of different things. And um, I thought, like, growing up in Scarborough also taught me the hustle. You know what I mean? It also taught me, like, you know, I was aware that, okay, maybe I didn't have the most, you know, from an early age. And the bus, the bus drive was, like... Or the train ride, actually, was, like, the best indicator of that. Just because, you know, um, when I started going to just, like, into the downtown core and kind of coming back and then seeing, like, just a difference in, like, marginalization, you know Mm. what I mean? And, like, kind of being aware of those things and kind of understanding what I wanted for myself from an early age and how I was going to kind of, like, break into, like, the downtown core and what I was going to do to kind of represent my where I was from, but, like 
on a bigger level. You know, I thought that's, that was that's very actually funny. Just being on the transit at TTC, going from you know Kennedy all the way to the oh. Young Line, and like yeah, all, like you, it's so telling. It's so telling. You know what I mean? Even like when Kennedy would get like the 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 um, machines that would tell you like when your bus is coming, like. Kennedy, we got that like last, you know what I mean? Like compared to all the other stations. And it just kind of like shown me like, okay, why did we get those? Why did we get these machines last? Mm -hmm. Like, are we cared about lesser? Like, is it, you know, what do we not need it? And you just start, you start realizing these different nuances that kind of make you more aware of like where you're coming from and maybe the perspective that people have in certain regions. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I was thinking because I, when I think about all the artists that came out of Scarborough in the history of our of Canadian hip-hop and R&B, and uh, if we were to compare, like, say, the Toronto it's bor and its boroughs to, like, uh, to New York and its boroughs, is Scarborough, like, Brooklyn, or, or what? what is Scarborough? <laughs> because, like, Scarborough, there's so many people from what so are So many talented people coming from Scarborough, man. Right? You can go from the Socrates to the weekend to like, it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. diverse. Yeah. And it's because yeah. there's so many different things going on there. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why it's like, you can, you don't even know what flavor you're going to get, you know? And I would totally relate it to, to, to like that of a Brooklyn, you know? Mm. It's just like um, people kind of like growing up in marginalized environments and not really having kind of the infrastructure or kind of platforms to actually express themselves it kind of creates this fire inside you it creates this um diy um attitude you know that you know what if this is not here then i'm gonna craft it for myself i'm gonna make it for myself and you know every time i go downtown i'm gonna be like twice as hungry you know what i mean because i want to make an impression and mm -hmm. i want to rep where i'm from you know and i think that's like that kind of like and that that and also that constant collaboration, you know what I mean? That which reminds me of like what was going on in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? And just like I think there's so many comparisons between like Brooklyn and Scarborough. Mm. Tell me about that fire that you have inside you of like I want nobody can hold me down and I'm 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 gonna do this, whatever I wanna do. Yeah, I mean yeah. it comes from like it comes from it just comes from like not really having much, you know what I mean, growing up. It comes from, you know, like, you know, having three brothers and being in a room and being in a small, tiny room and just, like, you know, trying to um, kind of, like, find yourself as well. And it comes from, like, also just, I think, the discipline that I was kind of um, taught from an early age um, with my father playing soccer, you know what I mean? My 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 father was actually on like one of the Jamaican national soccer teams. Uh, was on the Jamaican national soccer team, and like from like just him like kind of coming to Canada and like you know all we did was play soccer. And obviously, I I'm not a soccer player now, but like the things that I learned from you know training was when I was like eight. You know what I mean? Was like very I think crucial to the make of me now and like how. Um, and my discipline and um, constantly working towards that goal or constantly mm -hmm. working to improve yourself, you know, or better yourself. And, um, you know, like, you know, I remember just like having to do, you know, 50 laps or 100 laps and like never stopping and just knowing that, oh, even if you're so tired, even though there's nothing left in you, you could actually reach it because it's more so a mental game. 
you know, and then kind of take that element and then, like, you know, my mother realizing that, like, you know, during the soccer games, like, when, you know, the team, when we were up, up by a lot of points, you know what I mean? I would be, like, the one dancing in the goalkeeper box, like, entertaining the people on the sidelines. My mom was like, okay, this boy is, this boy is different. We got to put him into art school and, like, kind of going to art school. And, like, you know, I, I went to Wexford Collegiate School for the Arts in, in uh, Scarborough. And that school, they they told you to show off. They encouraged you to show off. And I remember just going to that school before I was like, you know, I was like a little shell about my like artistic expression um, because all my brothers were just like, you know, soccer players and like very athletic driven. But like in that school, it was kind of like the X-Men of like artists. You know, you could have like that one boy who like played the piano since he was three and that one girl who could like, you know, make her legs like a pretzel. You know what I mean? And I was like, and I was trying to find myself and where I fit into the equation. And that's when I started to really express myself through like dance and like body movement and like acting and like all these different things that kind of like were like vehicles to express my story. You know? mm. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> uh very and introspective. Took a lot of time to look into that and see how... I was actually watching this movie. Um, I think it's called Three Identical Strangers. It's out now. It's, like... It's about, like, triplets who were, like, separated at birth and, like, you know, how, like, these these people were doing, like, these weird, like, ph- philosophical tests on them to see, like, nature or nurture and, like, you know, what that really affects. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it allowed me to... What I was taking from that movie was, like, looking into, like, okay, how has my habitual, like set up how has that affected me and who I am today you know and I think you know whether it's a soccer or like the high school I went to the environment definitely influenced me and like how I who I am today for sure hmm. yeah and uh so like I think you you talked about how we need more like speaking of art we need yes. more uh, black led arts organizations in Toronto 100% why is that why do you feel like that's important I think that's important just because um it's just the the representation is important. It's just the the understanding is important. I think like, um, you know, there's no such thing as like everybody starts at the same point. You know what I mean? There's there's marginalization. There's generational trauma. You know, there's privilege. You know what I mean? That puts different um, different cultures, races at different marks in the game. And I think sometimes you know, um, I think it's very important. Um, to have more black leaders in our organizations so that we could, so that more, um, so that there's awareness and um, accountability for certain um, obstacles or stories that need to be shared. Stories, I think that's really key. Because sometimes, you know, um, even if it's like, you know, um, meant with good, um, good intentions, sometimes other other cultures may not be able to see as many stories or see as many nuances or intersections that um, black artists might go through or have to navigate through when like coming up in the art industry. And um, I I really you know with my platform whether it's with my music or with my art organization Blank Canvas I really take pride in kind of being um, uh, being a black leader and black artist and black entrepreneur and um, having that representation and ref- be, being a reference point. I think being a reference point is super important too, you know, for young artists, um, young marginalized artists or people of color, and they could like look up to, you know, what we're doing and what any, um, you know, 
artist is doing and being like, okay, you know what? Like, there's a relatability here. You know, there's a familiarity. You know what I mean? Like, we could, I could um, resonate with you and I could um, recognize what you're doing. And, you know, um, I could feel like, you know what? Me, me going down this unconventional path is okay. And I think if we see more of that happen, um, more great things would happen, like more mm -hmm. of a renaissance will happen. And that's why I'm very excited to see like, you know, um, spaces like, you know, um, there's, there's, there's spaces like, you know, a band that's, you know, um, a, uh, a black owned space, art space. There are spaces like, um, I believe Nia Center, um, initiatives like house, you know what I mean? I think like by the weekend, you know what I mean? I think those are great steps in the right direction. And I think mm -hmm. that's, um, really going to help, uh, shift the cultural landscape and amongst all the other art collectives that are doing great stuff in the mm -hmm. city. So yeah, when you're saying reference points, just by people seeing what you're doing, the work that you're doing and seeing examples of that, it's going to encourage uh, young people to say, yo, this is possible. Yes. And that's, that's, yeah. the, that's, yeah. that's the main, the main thing. It's like yeah. just seeing it, really seeing it and making it and and it, it being tangible when it's somebody from Toronto or when it's somebody from Scarborough you know it's like yo like he's from Scarborough like I could do it you know what I mean and I think that's like super super key to like success and mm -hmm. like also like passing down success for generations to come yeah yeah well that's because yeah uh, part of that conversation is like you know what I would just had the previous guest in here and a lot of artists when they say, hey, mom or dad, I want to do this art thing. I want to do this, you know, rather than going to school full time. I want to try this. And, you know, having reference points or examples to say, look what this person is doing. Yeah. To bring that into the conversation and like, oh, because our, our parents still might. It's a credibility factor. Right. It's like, you know, it's, you know, I think like, again, constantly cats always compare um i think parents you know it's like they love us so much and they just want to see it they don't want to see us struggle you know what i mean they a lot of our parents are immigrants and they had to go through so much you know obstacles just to even get us to this point just to even get us to you know have the option to go to university you know what i mean it's like so us saying hey we're gonna be musicians or we're gonna be artists it's like you know, it's scary because you relate that to, you know, the struggling artist or the starving artist. Mm. But I don't believe in that in that concept. You know what I mean? I, don't, I feel like I, I think like, again, it's that comparison. And, you know, if you could compare it to, you know, cats that are, are who have paved their way for themselves and are paving their way for their communities. You know, I think that kind of makes it a little bit easier um, mm. for um, parents to kind of like accept that in mm. them and yeah, allow them to to do what they do to do what they love and to live in their truth. I think living in your truth is like really really key and like finding that truth is like sometimes a tricky part. But mm. you know, I think like um, kind of making that decision, you know, to go into that art school is like a step. You know, even if it doesn't work in that art school, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you have to make those mistakes on your own. Is finding your truth, living your truth, or finding it and discovering it, is it easier today or harder, would you say? Um, that's a good question. I think it's 
There's a lot of distractions out there, man. Yeah, I would say, like, <laughs> social media is, like, super distracting. So sometimes you might think, like, yo, I'm living in my truth. But you're just, like, you know, copy-pasting what, like, Travis Scott did. <laughs> you know, but I think, like, you know, um, I think I think living in your truth, I would say today, it's easier just because now, you know, um, with millennials, you know, we live in this kind of age of, like, I you know, and like, what is I? And how do I, how do I like, how do I figure out I, you know what I mean? And like, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of introspectiveness now. I think maybe in the past, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago, it was like, you know, this is our family. We are farmers and you will need to be a farmer because that is the family name and you need to keep this, this family name. But I think that doesn't really exist anymore as much, at least in our, in our kind of scope. And um, I think just with the platform, like social media is a tool. So any tool, it could be neutral, it could be used for good things or it could be used for bad things. And I think social media, the best thing that it provides is it provides a platform, provides a voice. So, you know, you can find your voice even amongst all the noise that's going on. So I think like it's easier now to find your truth, but it's just a matter of being focused and it's a matter of being disciplined. And it's a matter of like, you know, your truth is more than just, you know, 140 characters. You know, your truth is literally, um, what are you willing to sacrifice for your truth? How much, how much, how much hustle and work and effort are you willing to put yourself through to, 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 to live in your truth, to live in your mm-hmm. purpose? Because I think that's the part that, you know, we don't, um, celebrate or glamorize on social media is the, is the actual, you know, work to get to those points. The process, the, the journey, process. people just see the end results and then, you know, and especially in this whole creative fields, man, there is no blueprint to success. Everybody's story is different. And that's what's kind of cool about it too. You yeah. know, especially when you're like kind of falling in love with your, your new favorite artist and you kind of like read their backstory. It's like, wow, you know? Yeah, like I, I love the come up. The come up is like a super, super interesting thing, you know. Mm. I think I don't know who said it from one of your um, your interviews, but maybe it was Sean Leon. But like, you know, the come up is the most romantic um, part of your journey, and I, I, I totally resonate with that, and I agree with that too. Because mm. it's like it's it's beautiful as much as it's ugly, you know. There's there's moments where it's like, wow, you know, like you know, like you you sell out this show. It's like two hundred people, five hundred people, whatever, and then it's like you know, there's there's the the, the days where there was no one there or you know no one replied to your email but it's like that's the humbling parts of it and that's a that's where you see the kind of trajectory of how you're growing and how fast you're growing too mm. yeah and then so you, you said some key words there a focus and discipline mm-hmm. uh because we can get frustrated or discouraged when we see you know other people who are achieving success and we think it's done really fast or you may think like hey i'm better than them how do you uh navigate through the through those things do you have thoughts like that at all or no um i think like any any anybody has those thoughts you know i mean i think like just because we're human beings and you know i mean i think like um a part of that process is like there's a lot of destructive thinking that I think happens when it comes to social media. You know, it's like whether it's FOMO, you know, like, oh, man, I'm not at that show or it's like, oh, man, like that cat's at this point. But, you know, maybe I should be I, sh- I should be at this point. Or I should be further ahead. And, you know, you kind of like you kind of like jabbing at yourself constantly. And um, I think like 
how to navigate through that is understanding, at least I tell myself all the time, it's like, run your own race, you know, run your own race, um, um, carve your own path, you know, and I think like, when you run your own pace, you create your own lane. When you create your own lane, you create your own um, kind of uh, space to kind of contribute to the conversation. When I look at culture, I look at culture as like a conversation. You know, I look at like there's different people at the table that are contributing, you know, their own light or their own truth, you know, whether it's like, you know, a Virgil or, you know, it's um, all sorts of different kinds of designers, you know what I mean, that are adding different things to whatever their culture is. And I think like that's the best way to look at it. It's like, you know, what can I, what am I doing? And focusing on that and understanding that your time comes at its own natural pace. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to like, you know, you looking at what that person is doing is not going to like change your situation um, any faster or shorter. It's really, it's really a matter of like you um, honing your skills and, you know, creating your own luck. Creating your own luck is like working your butt off and like kind of mixing that in with opportunity and taking opportunity, like not being afraid of opportunity even if it's sometimes it's going to be like, damn, like I got to be in New York like next week and I don't got money, like taking that risk, like being like, you know, forget it. Like I'm going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I've, I've seen just from my own personal experiences, whenever I've taken those like gut wrenching, like scary jumps that, you know, I was rewarded um, in a different way or I've kind of advanced myself to now look at the world in a different light because I accepted the the things that were coming to me but it's very like you know also like the come up it's or just life in general it's about duality you know what i mean it's really about like you know not everything is gonna be good you know what i mean and like the real learning happens in like those ugly times you know those the failures you know what i mean the the struggles the obstacles um i would say like personally the stuff that i went through it really shaped like who just John as an artist is today. You know what I mean? If I didn't go through, you know, um, running uh, art space, you know what I mean, for two years, you know, if I didn't go through the struggles of navigating that, um, learning how to run a business, um, navigating, like, the, the elements of, like, you know, gentrification and being pushed out by, you know, by uh, a noisy neighbor and, like, that challenge or, you know, dealing with police brutality, you know, or... Um, I wouldn't be the kind of artist I am today. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have had those experiences or 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 and and um those those life lessons, you know what I mean, of who I am today. And a lot of people, you know, that listen to my music, they know that like what I'm saying is true. You know what I mean? They know, wow, you went through that. Wow. Like and it's and there's other people that have gone through it. There's so many people that have gone through it. And like making yourself vulnerable just makes you really relatable you know what I mean and like I think that's super super important and I've kind of like really highlighted you know or just analyzed those those moments where I felt very vulnerable and maybe I felt like I was at my lowest end but it really kind of like activated the next highest point that I was going to come into and um yeah, so like really duality and feeling out the universe, I think is super, super key. Mm. Tell people about the space that you had and tell me about, yeah, that what your intention with that was. Yeah, it was yeah. like I ran a, a art space for um, a couple of years called Blank Canvas. And, um, you know, pretty much with Blank Canvas, it, like these spaces, DIY spaces are, they don't, they come, they come out of the, the, the dire need, you know, it's like, 
at the time, <clears throat> we were doing different functions in different places, whether it was music showcases or parties or, you know, all sorts of different stuff, poetry shows, art shows. And, you know, we felt like it was harder to kind of find space, you know, to do a, a function or do an event. You know, like sometimes, you know, um, I would be looking for an art space and, you know, my friend, you know, who might not been black, you know, would be like, oh, you should use this space, use this, use this gallery. And I would go and inquire and like the price would sometimes be double or they'd be like, what kind of party is it? Is it an urban party? You know, every time they say urban, it means like, you know what it means? Like, and just like, I just found these different struggles. And I was like, you know, if I ever ran a space, if I ever ran a space, how could I, you know, most effectively represent the stories that, you know, we go through as, you know, marginalized artists and, you know, um, how can I, use my platform to uplift my community. And that's what we did, you know, whether it was through the programming, uh, a lot of the stuff that we did, um, you know, we were doing things that some grants were like declining these artists' ideas and proposals. And we were like, what, this is such a great idea. And like, again, with, um, excuse me, the stories, you know, like the stories that some, you know, groups might not be aware of. We were representing those stories and they were, we were getting such a great reaction, you know, um, and we started collaborating with, you know, um, all sorts of different art institutions. Um, we were voted, like, best one of the best galleries in the city of Toronto. And it was just, like, such a crazy ride. And since, you know, moving on from this space, um, again, like, even that one, that's, that section of, like, actually closing the space, very vulnerable for me. You know what I mean? Having a space for two years, you know it kind of like plays with your identity. It's like, who am I without this space? You know what I mean? And what is, you know, what is, what is just John now? You know what I mean? But it actually <clears throat> propelled me to a whole nother level, you know, um, making what we're doing, uh, with my art organization and my music, um, metaphysical, being able to tap into, you know, different spaces and collaborating with like the AGO or collaborating with just really respected like art organizations and being able to be able to travel and be mobile, you know, plugging into, you know, um, you know, a Montreal or going to New York and di activating different situations and also bringing that energy back to the city. And, um, that's what I'm super excited about mm. with what we're doing now. It's like, you know, with the music, I have this vehicle and this voice and this way to, to represent my truth. And I'm also like being able to still plug into my city, you know, and provide programming that I hope can mobilize the younger generations to, to feel represented, recognized and understood and give them the tools that they could feel inspired to, you mm. know, start collectives and, um, take up space really and unapologetically be black you know mm. so you said when you had to you know uh, move on or close that space it felt mm. very vulnerable because the identity was tied into it and obviously it's a spot that everybody's welcome to amazing things are happening rewards happiness joy all these great things are happening yeah. um well quickly like what happened with the space? Yeah, like what happened? Why did you have to close it up? I had to close the space yeah. just because of like noise complaints. I have a record called Noise. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it just like reflected like, you know, <clears throat> and I think that's like very, um, you know, uh, a key thing with my music is like whatever I'm going through, like I'm going to like staple that 
that that exact moment that I'm gonna timestamp it timestamp. in my music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, if I'm going through um, you know a neighbor that's giving me noise complaints and like you know I can't do anything to get to get out of the situation. You know, um, I looked at the situation. You know, I was like, this is not the best place for me to grow my seed. You know what I mean? Like, I I look at like you know. Um, empires and and I think about my legacy and you know sometimes there's those humble moments where you do have to walk away and you do have to understand okay wow you know what did I take from this wow so many beautiful valuable tokens that I've taken from this but also like what what damage could happen if I continue to stay where I already was compromising a lot of my 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 programming and my truth you know and I felt like it was the time to leave and I don't regret it. I think it was like one of the best decisions I made this year. Just, um, I mean, sorry, last year, just by um, making that step. And after that, you know, um, with my music, I've I've just like garnered like a whole another level of momentum. Mm. Um, you know, meeting with um, Dom Diaz and working on our Dawn project um, that's out now um, has really just elevated the energy of what we're doing and. Same with Blank Canvas, like the the functions and the and the programming and the parties that we're doing. There's just way more energy, um, just because we are moving around so frantically. You don't know when our next thing's gonna pop up, and mm-hmm. I kind of like it that way too, because it kind of controls like um, the energy that I have to or don't have to put into it, really. Yeah, which is like super important. Because uh, having this space must have take, took, taken up a lot of your energy and focus, and yeah. So now you can put more, more time into music and also doing these functions. Yeah, I yeah. think like you know, I look at the gallery too a lot. It's like it was like really um, a it was like a incubator, like it was an art incubator. Like um, you know, there were so many different stories that were coming in and out of that space. Um, you know, there was like you know black stories, indigenous stories, queer stories. Um, and so many beautiful people that I was just learning from and just absorbing such great energy. And um, I think it really helped me with my artistry and, like, you know, the things that I care about and, like, um, the way I make my music. And it's kind of, it kind of, like, was, like, the everything, I look at everything now, like, it's perfect timing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you said that uh, self-care is investing in yourself. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? On my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Self-care is yeah. like investing in yourself. Like self-care is, is there's so many other things that other components I think there is with self-care. What does that mean um, to you, self-care? Self-care, it yeah. is, it's a matter of just like giving yourself time, you know, like giving yourself time to think, giving yourself time to breathe, giving yourself um, time to process your thoughts, giving yourself um, validness, um, and, um, recognizing the work that needs to be done, you know, and the work that needs to be done can go into health. It could go into, it could go into investing in yourself. Like, you know, being like, Hey, you know, I really want to be this, the best rapper that I, I, that I want to be the best rapper in the world. You know what I mean? Like, what do I need? Okay. Do I need to invest in a studio? Like, do I need to invest in um, uh, a, 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 a good producer? You know what I mean? And, like, actually, like, taking those steps. Because I think a lot of the time it's – that makes a difference where it's, like, you know, the people that are going to be, like, 
I want to do this and the people that are actually doing it. And I think that kind of goes with self-care. I know when I invest in myself, I feel so much better about myself. And that's mm-hmm. where I kind of was getting at with that tweet. It was just kind of like invest in yourself because when you, you know, it's it's way better than like, you know, obviously um, we put so much money into other things, things that don't matter. You know what I mean? And like, I think like investing in yourself matters. Like it's, it's the same kind of um, idea of like, um, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And I kind of take that with stride to stride. Mm. Well, yeah, like the beautiful thing about this is uh, about, you know, learning things on your own. You're, you're enriching yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you're enriching yourself in so many different ways in yeah. all areas, marketing, business, like... like. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Even investing yeah. in yourself is like downloading information. Like um, I feel like, you know, sometimes... I would feel sometimes if I wasn't writing music that like, oh man, I'm not working hard enough. But like, you know, even on, in those times when you're not writing music um, or working on your specific craft per se, take the, take the time to download, like take the time. And when I, what I mean by download, I mean like watch an interview of like an icon or a, someone that inspires you and pick their brain. You're picking their brain literally for free. Like, you know, like, you don't do that or like, you know, um, go out with a mentor that you, that you, um, that you are learning from and like pick their brain or, you know, watch a movie that might be totally out of the genre that you're usually interested in and find inspiration. I think that's Mm -hmm. also super key to like our artistry because Mm -hmm. we're always taking energy no matter what atmosphere we're in. We're always taking on some kind of energy, whatever we're exposed to. And I think that's super key to our success. And that could be like whether it's you downloading interviews or um, downloading the knowledge from interviews or um, the people you keep around in your corner. I think that's all super kind of calculative to your success Mm. or the person that you're becoming. So we're going through this renaissance in Toronto. Yes. Yes. There's all this attention, energy, excitement. People are paying attention, saying, yo, Toronto, man, what's in the water? Uh, what do we need to do to make sure that it's, it's sustainable? If we have all these dope artists, what are, I guess, what are the challenges or what do you think is important that we need to establish right now as a, as a city? Um, I think what we need to establish right now as a city, we just need... We just need um, more voices, more unique voices and different voices to be heard. Because, again, if we think of, like, Brooklyn, we think of so many different flavors of artists that are coming out of the city. You know, you're thinking of anybody from, you know, um, well, New York in general. If you're thinking about anybody from, like, a Cardi B to a joy badass you know what i mean like the elements of the different kinds of artists that are coming out you know it it goes it goes miles and i think that is also reflected in toronto as well you know what i mean i think there's so many different artists that are are have so much talent and so much chops and i think like you know creating infrastructure and platforms for these different voices to be heard um would really would really help um, strengthen the cultural landscape in the city um, because I don't necessarily believe there is just one Toronto sound you know I think there's multiple sounds and I think like you know there was you know I agree there's like certain sounds that kind of like 
broke through the pigeonhole and like so many um so many great things happened after that but i also think that you know now it's time to kind of like see the scale this the whole like landscape of of how many talented artists there is mm. you know what i mean and like this goes on every front this goes on like you know um different genres hip-hop or electronic or house um this goes from you know um you know uh uh, visual art, visual arts, yeah. you know, queer artists, uh, female artists, you know what I mean? I think there needs to be more representation of those things. And I think that just has to go down to kind of the infrastructure, um, the programming, um, and really the funding, you know, and where that funding is going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. These are the things that we, all, we always have struggles with as Toronto, Canada. And I think that, yeah. again, like, that's just like a matter of, um, having the right, having people in the room, you know what I mean? And I think that's, again, like, why I speak, like, about, like, you know, we need to have more um, black-led, you know, art organizations or just, and it's it's no, it's no, like, L on any other, like, um, like, person doing it. It's just a matter of, like, we just need more representation because once we have more representation, more stories can be heard, you know, more um, more people can be thought about and more opportunities can be passed down to these people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And that's why, you know, what I... Uh, why why I take a lot of pride in my work and on the music front and also with my with my communities because I really take pride in uplifting my community because no one could do it by themselves it takes a village it always takes a village and you know I will continue to find ways to uplift my people and um, I hope that you know other people um, who have the platforms or have the money to do it can think in that way as well too because it's it's all about helping people up you know what I mean I think it takes a whole team you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any kind of opportunities that I have now or any kind of um, or just even like to even garner respect in in your city or in your community um, I think it takes it takes people it takes impressions it takes reputation and I think that um, helping people helps with that as well. Hundred mm. percent helps with that. It's a key. Mm. It's a key. I, I also want to say the key I think is like in terms of uh, black art is for everyone in terms of consumption. Anybody like well, it's, it's like, not like hey, it's the biggest. It's the <laughs> it's, it's now like you know it's considered yeah. pop. You know what I mean? As yeah. of like this year, you know. So there's yeah. no way to like hide that anymore. You know, yeah. there's no. It's and that's why it's like it is for everyone, and that's why it's like. If it's for everyone, there should be more, more, you know, uh, black people speaking out on these terms and like helping us, helping get um, more representation, funding, uh, infrastructure. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to continue to keep it thriving because it's the culture. It's the culture. You know what it I mean? It's it's the, the culture. culture. It's the culture. Your and six o'clock uh, news broadcasters using the words that we came up with. Yeah. That we came up with in the hood. Like, that was just, like, natural. You know what I mean? And, like, it kind of is the same, like, you know, it's not a fad. You know what I mean? It's not, like, when hip-hop first came in, like, early on, people thought it was a trend. They thought it was a fad. But, like, no, like, hip-hop is here to stay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, like, if we can can produce more 
kind of things that could like shed light to that. Mm-hmm. I think like man, our city is gonna be even that much way more, that much more exciting. You know what I mean? And like just all the opportunities for the younger youth. You know, I think it's gonna be so sick. Hmm. What's currently inspiring you? And this doesn't have to be limited to music or art. What's currently inspiring me? Yeah. Um. Man, what's inspiring me is a lot of like just black punk artists. <laughs> like like um I've been listening to a lot of Bad Brains, listening to Pure Hell, you know, X-ray Specs, you know what I mean? Um uh Fishbone, you know, these mm-hmm. are the these are like uh also horror, you know what I mean, is a cool uh like punk rap band that I've been listening to a lot and um, I think it's cool. Be, and just to note, like, you know, black people, we made hip hop, but black people also started punk. So, you know, there's there's documentaries on that. Check yeah. that out. Well, there are cousins, too. Like, punk was artists who are, like, one of the first to embrace hip hop artists as well, too, because the energy is the same, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's it's that. And, and again, like, we look at, like, you know, um, you know, we look at the the black uh, middle class, you know, worker in the UK and like the white middle class worker in the UK, and like they were talking about the same political problems. You know, what I mean, going against the system, not being happy with what was what was being dealt their, dealt their way, and they came together and they created ska. You know what I mean? And like music that actually like shed light on these issues and kind of were releases and outlets to make them kind of like feel better about the current climate that was happening and I think like mm-hmm. you know I do that a lot with um, my music as well um, off the dawn uh, EP it's like you know it's like a lot of energy it's a lot of like um, uh, alternative cadence lyrics and I'm just speaking my truth and yeah. like it feels so good performing it feels so good seeing mosh pit feels so fucking good <laughs> like and it's just a way to release it and then you release it you get off stage and you're done and you're like Okay, I feel good. I feel better, you know? And yeah, that's what I love about the culture and art in general. Mm. Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been like really just kind of um, looking into, looking in the past. You know, I've been watching a lot of also like um, amazing hip hop documentaries. Shad had a really cool hip hop documentary, uh, Hip Hop Evolution. Evolution. Or Re- Evolution, yeah, um, that came out. So that's been really cool. I've just been dissecting things. Um, what else have I been, what else has been inspiring me? Um, just the work that we're doing with Blank Canvas, man. I think, like, again, like, there's so much programming that we're we're getting ready for the fall that is, like, truly going to be really, um, really um, useful to to emerging artists and, and youth that are coming up. And um, I can't wait for it. Like, panels, workshops that are going to be, like, for free, that are going to, like, really um, help mobilize artists. And th- that's what I, um, what's what been really inspiring me as well, just giving people the tools, you know. So, um, where can they find that info or follow along? Just follow follow us at Blank Canvas Gallery, Blank yeah. Canvas Gallery on Instagram. Um, our Facebook is uh, Blank Canvas uh, Toronto. Um, you can follow my Instagram, my personal Instagram at just John for real, um, all spelled the proper way. Just John for real. Yeah. Yo, I appreciate your time. Anything else you want to leave the audience with? Yo, me and Dom Diaz, we're working on another EP. You just released one not too long ago. We just released one not too long ago. It's on Apple music, Spotify, the whole thing title. Um, 
Yeah, it's called the Dawn EP, and then Dawn 2 is coming soon. That's all I'm going to say. So people can uh, search Just John on Spotify. Yeah, Just John, J-U-S-T-J-O-H-N. And, you know, live your truth, be you, be an artist. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you for your time. I appreciate the work you've been doing and the contribution that you've been making in the the city, bro. Thank Thank you, you. man. Thank you for having me, man. Much love. Blessings. What did you guys think of my conversation with Just John on the Come Up Show podcast? If this is your first time tuning in, we do this each and every Wednesday. We have over 170 episodes available for free. We're on Apple Podcasts for iPhone, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many more platforms. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review if you have an iPhone, if you're on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes from your computer. It'd make a huge difference. It would just take a moment of your time. The link is in the description of the podcast. My name is Charlie. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.